are. We've been blessed with one more week of the Byron Mouton Show on PlayersVoice.com. I am your host, Mark Gray. And the man needs no more introduction. Byron. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Like you said, man, before we got on air, we're blessed to have another week. Exciting basketball, a lot of upsets. Uh, that's why I love March Madness. It's probably the premier event of of sports throughout the uh, throughout the year. Yeah, you get you get um, basketball around the clock. The thing is, you kind of get spoiled the first two days, where it's just basketball, <laughs> basketball, <laughs> basketball, and then and then basketball, basketball, basketball. And when that third day comes, you know, you get the four days in a row, just basketball. Yeah. And then comes, you know, Monday, and you're like, oh, damn, okay. So, you know, it's kind it's kind of yeah. weird. And yeah, then, yeah. And then here in the building, always a one. How you doing today, buddy? Doing well. Glad to be here as usual. And before we get into our Maryland men show, which is what the show is about. How about the women getting knocked out? I the- know. I was shocked. shocked. I'm sleepy. And I say, Maryland just got upset. I'm like, hold on, hold on. I just see Maryland win. Right. And then I look again, it's the Maryland women. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I got a text. Never and I was like, they said, what's up with your coming. girls? And I'm probably, probably back. What are you talking about? And it was They're, a home game. First of all, I didn't know they were playing, which is a shame. But the thing is, even if I, like, I vaguely knew but didn't know you know what i mean yeah. there was when you watch women's basketball when i just keep an eye on it and as a sports fan every year they're final four one 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 maybe one two one yeah, one yeah, one yeah. maybe one two there's no you like this is unheard of yeah. in college basketball yeah. because there's not that much talent whereas though in men the difference is is marginal the difference between the third best women's team and like the eighth best team is like night and day you know yeah, what i mean it, so, exactly so to get upset like that and then it to be at home too Wow, yeah, I was really shocked by shocking, that, man, man, because honestly, man, you know, like I told you, you guys introduced me to this whole uh, college women basketball, uh, you and Lamont Jordan, but uh, at the same time, you know, I, I don't really pay attention to like you get to Elite Eight or the Final Four because, like, between the top six teams and then then, then it's everybody else. Then it's everybody else. It's actually it's number close. one. There's number one. There's UConn. Yep. Then there's three or four also rands, and then the rest is just, I mean, we don't want to sound ignorant, but... It almost looked like intramural basketball. The rest, the rest of the, you know what I mean. Outside, of I those would first, take it that far. Outside of those, when yeah, you I'm get past those top, those, outside of that top ten, it gets, it gets, it gets bad. Yeah, because you know it's like the the best players go to the best schools. Like college basketball, men college basketball used to be, mm-hmm. and and like I said, they haven't reached that stage where the top girls are spread all over. Right. Except the one girl that played for Delaware because she had a family issue. Right, and she actually was committed to UConn to begin with. Exactly. So, I mean, she yeah. was committed to UConn to begin exactly. with, and then quit the sport, and then just ended up in Delaware, and she went out. Uh, Dela Dova, she's, yeah. I know, yeah. she's, she's awesome. She can really ball. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, whatever happens in this year's national championship, UConn's going to be favored by, like, 15 points. Exactly. In, like, in a national championship game. How crazy is that? It's real crazy because at the time, man, you know, Tennessee was one of those schools was right up there right. with – but, you know, unfortunately, it happened to Pat. Now, Tennessee's. It's like my man's got a monopoly on it. Exactly. Tennessee is <laughs> out the picture, so it's all UConn. It's now. all UConn. They, yeah. they, they literally have a, a monopoly on it. Yep. Um, now we get into our. Now we get into the, the reason that we're all here. Um, like a. Here's, here's a scenario I'm going to go with. It's like when a boxer comes out of retirement or and, and the biggest boxer of our generation, when he comes out of jail, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? They say, I'm going to need. You know, two fights before I'm ready for that title fight. And, 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 you know, you get your two warm-ups, the guy who, you know, is nobody and then another guy who's slightly better than him. And then you then you get your, then you say, all right, I'm at my title fight. And that's what Maryland got. We got our first two rounds. So let's get, you know, two, two fights out the way. Let's work out the kinks. Let's see what's going on. And 
here's our heavyweight title fight. Yeah, and and, and you know, like I told you before, Mark, and you know, it's crazy how this all stuff resurfaces and circle right back to what we were talking about before we get to this point that it was so important for me personally that Maryland be a number one and number yep. two seed. Yep. And and to be an opportunity to be a fifth seed, now you gotta play a Kansas and then another one, one overall team. Exactly. So it's gonna be tough. Um like once again, I'm Maryland, you know, inside and out. And I'm Maryland has the players to do it and I'm 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 with them, man. I totally believe that they can do it. If they play well, they have to play extremely well to win. And they're capable of doing it, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. The, the perception I went and I did a lot of reading and watched a lot of videos and a lot of blogs. I didn't see one person pick us. Um, the <laughs> Vegas spread I see is seven is, is what we're underdogs are. Here's the reason why in college basketball, when there's so many teams, you don't. it's not like the NBA where people know teams inside and out. So I can get when you pick up a, a Maryland scout report, if you haven't watched this team or you're not, if you're not familiar with what this team is, you would say, "Okay, yeah, Kansas is the is the big favorite." Um, it seems like just it seems like years ago that we were ranked number two in the country. Like so, this, this idea that we were were just some you know run of the mill, happy to be here team is not yeah. the case. We actually should have been here to begin with, exactly. And um, just somewhere along the way, hit hit a couple of of rough patches, and um, you know, time to work out the kinks. Here's how I feel about this game. While, yes, they are the higher-ranked team, we're the more talented team. We have more NBA players than they do. Um, we were ranked higher than the beginning of the season. Not that that's worth a lick of anything, but generally my thought, the, my concern isn't even Kansas, and from, and really it never is anybody else except for maybe a North Carolina. My concern isn't the other team. It's us. Yeah. If yeah. we play if, – if our five players play the, be, the way that they can play basketball – I don't think Kansas is a problem. It's it's not going to be a problem, but the problem is, Us. me personally, I haven't seen it all year, and we talk about it, you know, and 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 we've been talking about it all season that you know trying to compare this team to that 2002 team, where when we played, mm-hmm. it was many games where we all played Quick. well. Yep. Even the bench, everybody, whoever came to the game, yep. they played well, they contribute. But with this team, I haven't seen it personally where the whole team whoever played played well the only game that we can say that happened that we're not counting the Bowie state game is that nebraska game yeah they played pretty they, well they played yeah. they played well and and uh and Mello actually had probably if he didn't have a good game but it, it just wasn't needed he, he yeah. uh, i don't think he scored but he if i remember correctly like he it just wasn't needed because yeah. everybody else was firing all cylinders yeah. it, we've completely gone full circle now because Jake, we started off the season, and I was saying, "Get this dude out of here!" To that's my guy now. Like that's that's my been guy. Balling, man, that, on the that, low. That's my guy. Uh, uh, Suleiman and uh, Melo and Stone get a lot of attention. Carter kind of in the mix, but on the low, man. Like I told you, man, the kid can play. Uh, it's just new and different because he's surrounded with a lot of better players now. And uh, on the low, man, he's been shooting consistently, fifty percent from the field. When he's called upon, he's making shots. Uh, when he gets a lot of attempts, he he, he filling the filling the stat sheet up, you know. So he been consistent, man. It's just unfortunately, you know, he was the guy that everybody kind of been negative or or pouring in the criticism just because he's that guy that he played so well last year and everybody looking for him. But he actually been playing really well. Yeah, the, um, against the San Diego, excuse me, South Dakota State 
he goes out there and he drops 27 points. Goes yeah. five for eight from the three-point line. Seven for 11 again. Um, just amazing. Again, Diamond Stone, three shots. Carter, five <laughs> shots. You know, dump it in. I, yeah. I, I, I want to see it dumping in. As we go to Kansas, we'll and Kansas, to, is back, Kansas is backcourt. While Maryland, I think, has the more talented backcourt, Kansas' backcourt probably gets more attention. That's not where our mismatch is going to be. You know what I mean? So while 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 you want to say, man, let's let's let Trumbull and Suleiman battle it out with their two guards, um, that's not the, why not work the mismatches? I, I want to see the, the Jake Lehman, Diamond Stone, Robert Carter. Yeah, you have to, man. I mean, I mean, we've been saying it all year, man. I don't know. Like I say, you are who you are. <laughs> it's hard to change, man, when you've been doing something for so long, course of the year. But me personally, man, I. I just feel Diamond Stone need a lot more touches, man. A lot. He, he has to get the ball, man. You have to give some touches. You got to come up with some type of play, some design, something to get him involved early. Um, like I say, man, a kid like that, man, I'm still, you know, excited and, and, and like amazed how the kid can score and still be involved in the game without getting touches. You know, the kids, he's, he's all over the place. Offensive rebound. He's run sometimes on his own to go set these high pick and rolls, dive to the basket, runs the floor. Guys look at him, he get easy basket, but there's not many plays like design and ran to him. And it's unfortunate, but at the same time, man, somehow, some way he has to be more involved in this game for them to have a chance to win. Outside, let's just step aside for a second outside the box of this of this conference, of this game right here. And Diamond Stone came in as, the, you know, the top five player in the country, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Don't you feel like if you're – let's? I want you to – Think about it back to when you're a blue chip player. Don't you feel like if you're one of those guys and you're watching, you say this guy went there as a top five pick, and he's not really being showcased. You, you know, doesn't, yeah. don't you? Doesn't that kind of sink in your mind? Like, whereas though you know these other top five guys, you know they're getting all the shine they yeah. can possibly think of. Yeah. Diamond Stone went to Maryland, and you know he's, he's obviously going to be a one and done player. And you're going to look up and be like, this guy, you know, was probably averaged like when it's all said and done, eight shots a game. Uh, very little attention. Everything was mellow, 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 yeah. mellow. And, you know, if if I'm in that elite group, I wouldn't say that Maryland has done its best job of saying this is how we treat blue chip players. Come here. Well, you're absolutely right. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, I think from the from day one, uh, Mellow Trimbo had an incredible year last year. So it's his team. Mm-hmm. You, as Mark Turgeon, as a coach, we're going to ride or die on Melo Trimble, plain and simple. He deserved it. He earned it. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to roll with it. So if Diamond Stone comes in and he's he's cool with that and he's buying into that and that's just the, the way it is. And, you know, one game out of the year he got a little frustrated, suspended one game. Um, but besides that, he just – and that's what's so good about it, man. Just out there doing what he's do, uh, not complaining, not no, being absolutely. mad. This and is just, all and just, just us speculation yeah, and yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, just playing. I, I'm thinking if I'm in hindsight now, let's let's just stop the season today. If if we were to lose Kansas, this is our season yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. If I'm Diamond Stone and I think about my decision in retrospect, I would say, I don't know if I got my marketing value here out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was saying. I don't I don't think that he went there and was featured and, and, and his draft stock was showcased. And not to say that as a Maryland fan that that's necessarily our job, no. but I'm just thinking in terms of big picture and what 
other recruits are yeah. going to think down the line. Well, the one thing about college basketball now, uh, if you come out of high school being a McDonald's All-American and you do minimum work. Which, and a big man. And yeah, a big man. Yeah. And you do minimum work between 12 and 15 points. Yeah. You're still going to be a Yes. I, that, that is absolutely right. So, Diamond Stone right. in a situation where one game, which probably stamped him being a first-round pick when he had close to 40 points, mm-hmm. that stamped it. Well, this kid can really play. We've seen it. On limited touches, he went offensive rebounds. He's running the floor. He got soft hands. He can make free throws. He got great footwork. That stamped it. So I, I agree. That's that. That's what happens. He did it. So he just been consistent all year. Been a good uh, uh, teammate. No outside stuff here about him. No off the court issues. So, ma'am, he's a first round pick. No, he he absolutely <laughs> is. He, he absolutely he's he's been everything that uh, here here's my thing. He's been everything he was supposed to be. I, I just. Hoping that Maryland was everything we were supposed to be to him. You, yeah. feel, you feel what I'm saying? Well, obviously it is because he's still going to be a first round pick. Because a kid like that, if you're a McDonald's All American, your expectation is so high where you have to do something in college basketball to maintain your draft status. The problem is when you are that type of player and you come to a situation where, say, a Maryland, whoever, and your draft status goes down the drain, that's when the problem is. That's when all them other top players in high school like, no, I'm not going to Maryland. And we talked about that early, man. It's very important that Diamond Stone come here, plays where, and get drafted, drafted first round. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And, and then now Coach Church and his coaching staff can go, look, man, we had we didn't even feature Diamond Stone by our success and we surrounded with even better players. Mm-hmm. He has an opportunity to still – have his status as being a first-round pick. So you could be that same guy. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to feature you. You just come and play your role. You're still an NBA player. Absolutely. And that's how you can still sell it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Getting back to the um, getting back to the point here, though, but getting back yeah. to on topic here. Yeah. The, um, we had the two games. Last yeah. game we go one for 18. Now yeah. the people can say, oh, my God, I'm actually glad we got that out of the way because exactly. you can't go one for 18 against Kansas no. or anybody else for that matter, to be honest no. with you. So I'm hoping that that was a bad shooting night and I would do it more just off of playing the laws of average and saying that can't happen again. No. Um, and I, I've been saying all year long we'd like to see less three-pointers yeah. and more working the inside. Um, against Kansas, like we can't stress enough how how important we're going to need to take take adva- take advantage of the mismatches. Yeah, we're gonna have to, man. I mean, it, and this this is big time basketball. Like I say, ain't nothing against the two teams we play uh, last round, but this is the number one overall seed. Like you said, man, you gotta have almost a perfect game. Uh, been watching Kansas play all year. I mean, one of the toughest conference uh, in college basketball, Big Twelve. So Kansas is gonna be ready. They they've been playing super consistent. Uh, they won their league. They won the conference championships. It rolled right into the NCAA tournament playing well. So um, they might not have the best overall players statistically or on paper, but they have a very good team and a well-coached team. So it's going to be tough. And Maryland got to come in focused and ready to play from the start. They can't have one of those games where they're missing all these shots. One thing about Maryland, what, what I really am confident about, like I told you before, uh, coming into what I liked about Maryland is even though they had a bad shooting night, they played defense. And Suleiman was the catalyst for their defense last game. He made some key steals, some yes, key stuff. Yes, and he was my most valuable player last game because he did a great job on the defensive end that secured that game, even he's, though they played 
he's, okay he's, below average on offense. At the beginning of the year, the the thing that uh, we both stressed or that we were concerned us was the loss of Des Wells. Yeah. And not so while he was a great basketball talent, he also was the veteran's leader. You know, and we were trying to see who was going to bring that. And Suleiman has stepped in and done oh, yeah. done that. Yeah. And and, and 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 you need that. And you know, he did an excellent job. He's been consistent all year. Like I say, it's been some games. The shot's not there, but he. I, like I say, I love his enthusiasm. I love his positive attitude towards the game. I love the way he's very coachable. I love that he plays hard on every possession. He plays the same way. So you can't get mad at a player mm-hmm. from the first game till now. He's been playing the same way all season. Yeah. So, yeah, make or miss on offense. And some guys, man, you know, some guys base their game on how well they play on offense. And Sulemai is not that good. It's a lot of college players, man, that I watch and see – the way they play on offense dictate how they defend, how they've been coached, how the attitude is. But Suleiman, man, he plays well the whole season, no matter how his offense is, how how you playing offensively that game. I, I I agree, and he's been <laughs> he's been just. A, I mean, you can make the case for him being the most valuable player on the team in terms of eliminating the, the statistics of the matter, yeah. but just just the leadership, the calming voice. Yes, the, sir. Um, you know. The, the 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 guy who's riding the ship and keeping every keeping everything together. Um, I want to see Carter. Carter is, I think, one of the most underused talents. Yeah. In in um at least in Maryland, I I don't know, you know, I can't speak for the rest of the country, but he can <laughs> he has a lot to offer. The good thing about it is he'll be back next year, so you know, hopefully, he'll get a chance to showcase more next year. But I would like to see. I think he's a. I think he's a. Uh, a mismatch that we're not taking advantage of. Yeah, well, I mean, we talk about all these guys, man. You got five guys, like I say, potential to be professional players. So I remember the year when I played or the year before I played when Duke was loaded and they had McGetty coming off the bench. bench. McGetty was like six or seven, man. Exactly. Elton Brand, Will Avery. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was loaded, man. And McGetty was average maybe eight, he nine still ended points. up being drafted like exactly. 13th overall. Exactly. So – Long story short, man, it's just a situation where everybody can't be featured. <laughs> right, no, absolutely. You, you know, it, it, it's a situation where you're going to have three guys that's going to be always consistently scoring 12 to 15 points. Then the other two guys, you know, just in the mix. So perfect example, you got you got Lonnie. Uh, when I played Lonnie Wine, which you, which Wine averaged 19-some points a game. Then you have um, – Lonnie averaging about 17, then I averaged about 13, 12. Then you had Wilcox around 13, 12, then Steve Blake. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's a situation where it's either two or three guys are going to be your, your, your consistent scores, and then your other guys around 10. But, you know, as a fan, as a coach, and as a uh, scout, you you know you know players' ability and what they can and can't do. But Robert Carter, from time to time, the commentator talks about how talented he is, but it's just a situation like I don't know. I just can't get over the fact that to me, I just don't see no half court offense. That's that's the main problem for me with this team. Like I think if they had like a consistent offense, maybe it's just because I played for Garrett Williams and ride or die, we running the flex offense. Everybody know what we're running, but we run it so well. We have so many quick hitters, so many different options that nobody's going to stop us because we run it and we believed in it. So I don't know what it is. Uh, Maryland is talented, but I just don't see that half court offense. I agree. Yeah, and, and I agree. And that's a lot of times it's a difference. I, I go. I hate to say it 
because it sounds ridiculous, but the other day I'm watching, again, the Spurs, and, you know, they people call them boring and boring. If you're a real basketball fan, you, you watch those guys with little to no, even the older vets left, and you watch the ball movement, man, and beat guys who are ten times more athletic, ten, you know, half their age, and, and it's just ball movement. One yeah, more pass, yeah. sometimes two more passes, and you watch these games. And just to just – to, go to that you'll watch a guy like tony parker who's going to play there his whole career and his assist numbers will be around six or seven nothing spectacular <laughs> and that's because there's so many passes yeah, yeah you know it's not yeah. just that you pass and you shoot it's pass yeah, pass yeah. pass 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 <laughs> and then and, and find the open man and it's it's not coincidence that that team it's not because of talent that, that team has won five nba titles you know in the past decade you know yeah. or, or in a decade and a half <laughs> and you know you watch that and you say man these guys are moving that ball and they look like they're running offense and then you watch a Maryland game and it, it, it's you watch them back to back and it's not even the, and I'm not talking about the talent I'm talking about the running of an offense yeah. you know running like a well-oiled machine and then we see other schools mostly mid-majors actually that run like that level yeah yeah and I think that's why they're successful man cuz you know, you want to talk about the mid-major and stuff like that. They don't have the more talented players, so they have to believe in their system. And that's probably why you hear you get a lot of upset games in the NCAA tournament because they have a system and they believe it and, and they run it and they can't wait to lick their chops to play some of them top teams. And that's why you see all these upsets, man. These guys play extremely hard, um, like a Stephen at Austin. Um, no, they do. You, like here. Little Rock. Them guys chumping at the the bit, trying to get some of these, try to play some of these top schools, and want to get that recognition that we can play too. So it's tough, man. Especially you don't have footage, you don't have the scout report on some of these teams. So, I mean, how know. many times have we heard about an elite level coach, whether it be an NBA coach or a major program coach? They go to this school that's, you know, very people people even though they have a basketball program, and in two years. They have them in the tournament knocking off big seeds. It's not because of the talent. Like you said, it's because, you know, a guy like Larry Brown comes in and says, listen, man, none of you guys are going to the NBA, and you're getting NBA coaching today, folks. And trust me, <laughs> it's going to work. And, they, and then you, next thing you know, you know, Larry Brown has his team in the top 25 that exactly. nobody was ever talking about. Exactly. Uh, what's his name goes down to West Virginia. Huggins goes down to West Virginia. Bob Knight goes to Texas Tech. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, they're a top 25 team every yep. year. Yep. And it's because these guys, it's not because of the talent. They believe in the system. So you just like this. And Gary made a living off of it. Yeah, yeah, Gary made a living off of it. Off of that's what that's what I feel like is making this so hard to yeah. watch is because after all the years of watching the team overachieve under Gary, running the offenses, um, here is team now that on paper is more talented than any team with since your team. You know what I mean? When it's all said and done, it's going to be four four NBA players and five professional players on it. And you know the idea that they could you know, not even reach the Elite Eight or just not reach their potential, per se, yeah. is well, what hurts. Well, you know what's funny, man? I'm sitting here laying down watching TV last night, and one of the biggest fans of the University of Maryland is Scott, Scott Van, Van Pelt. Right. So he was talking about the same situation, which, which you actually – he echoed what you said last show about, you know, playing a Kansas team. The most important thing is I won't be mad if we lose because I'm expecting Maryland to – if they go in and play well – and have a chance to win, then that's who they are. And I won't be mad. I won't be satisfied with it, but I would be like they had a good season. So they were just talking about four or five schools where uh, is it a is it a, a bus or is it, a, is, it, is it whatever the team he was talking about, like, 
you know, the, the next game they talk about Maryland, talk about Duke. I think they talk about three other schools. If they lose a game of their this round, would it be a bust? But so they brought up Maryland. And he also said that what we kind of talked about a little bit last week is that Maryland coming to the season being a number two ranked team, is that fair? Is that overrated? Or is it is it based on roster? So he also commented that, that like, you know, maybe it was just overrated, man. Maybe they overrated. Maybe it's unfair. Maybe they didn't give a chance to play. But at the same time, that's what it was. They came in at number two. They got to own it. They got to represent it. And they got to just play out the, whatever they are, what their hands they, I mean, the cards they dealt, man. So preseason rankings are so because there's two sides. There's two sides of that coin. And I was at the beginning of the year saying I thought we were overrated. Yeah. But here's the thing. At the preseason ranking, the only thing you have to go off of is the talent. Yeah. And if you're going off of talent, I feel like that's an accurate ranking. We are a top five talent ranked team. If we said we're going to rank all the teams in college basketball off of the talent, what their best player is, and what the our fifth best player on our team is better than any fifth best player on any other team in the country. <laughs> absolutely you, right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And our third best player, I feel like, is probably the best third best player in the country. You know what I mean? So if we're going off of talent, I, I think we deserve to be ranked in the top five. Now, what I knew is that we don't equal – we don't – what we see on the court is what we see on paper. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So absolutely that's right. why I felt like – we were overranked because I know, and now as we're sitting here 30 games later, that it's very rare, very, very, very rare that we see all five of those pieces at the same time playing to their max potential. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And we talked about it before, man. Like, it's hard, man. It's hard. And, it, and, it's, and you know, it, it's unfortunately at the same time, man, when you got a good, a, a good group of kids like this, plus they talented, and you throw them in there, oh, yeah, you're the number two ring team in the country and they never played with each other mm-hmm. i mean you got a couple transfers you got one or two freshmen you got one sophomore and you know you got two seniors and you just throw them all in there okay you're the number two team but you guys never played with each other so that's another tough situation man and and you know i mean they here they made it to a 16 the last time they made it to a 16 2003 so they actually achieved something in a long time that Maryland never got to so in that in that in that situation is a it's a big old bonus is a plus. Coach Turgeon is actually bringing Maryland back where they once was. It's been like since two thousand and three. But at the same time, like I told you, man, me personally, I hope Maryland was a one or two seed. And if they were, they had a great chance of going to the final four. By getting to the final four, then whatever happens happens. You never know. But it's like I say, it's going to be a tough road, man. Starting Thursday. Every game after Thursday, starting Thursday, is going to be extremely tough because you're playing a one to two seed team. If, if if we were to win Thursday, I think that would be huge in terms of. I mean, obviously, it would be huge, but I mean, in terms of our <laughs> goals, I don't think that it would be the you know we just knock them off and then go home like that. That's you know our our Super Bowl win, which you see no, all the time. You know, no, Cinderella no, knocks off no, team and then they no. lose the next round. I feel like that would be the, the point. We say, hey guys, we we are good enough. To win it. To oh, win it. Just, that's what it's going to have to take. And you're absolutely right. I think this game is, it's, and like you said, me, maybe you, I'm not sure, but I know me, I believe we can win. <laughs> I, 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 I believe but we have the talent. You I saying that. I have not wavered from that all year. It's a 2% chance that we have people pick in Maryland to win. We have the talent. No, we do. But it, talent don't win games. Uh, you, my you, coach you, always tell me that. 
I live by that. I preach that myself, man. Talent don't win games. Talent will give you a chance to win, but they all have to play together, and they got to be well coached, and they all got to have one goal to win a, to win whatever championship or what it may be, you know. And that's why a lot of teams get upset, man. You can't show up just because you're more talented than somebody think you're going to win, especially in college basketball, man. They, there's so much pride involved and, and enthusiasm, and, and, you know, everybody's trying for one reason just to upset whoever. But, yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I think if Maryland wins this game, they will. I guarantee you tomorrow or after the game, they're going to be back on that talk about winning that championship. I agree. Yeah. Because this is what they need, man. Because then now they knocked up a one seed. Now they're going to be on top where they need to be. And uh, it's, it's very important, man. This is a very important game. Um, I don't know what's the talk going to be, the win or loss after tonight. But like I say, man, I believe in the church, man. And um, I'm excited about this game. Uh, Maryland need to play a team like this. I hope they didn't have to play them this early. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. You know, they're a five seed. Mad or, or frustrated, it doesn't matter. You are where you are right now, so you got to just come out and play. At the end of the day, while it's always better, you know, you if you're going to win a championship, sooner or later you're going to have to beat one of these teams. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So having the higher seed just, you know, propones, delays the inevitable yeah. in terms of, you know, <laughs> may keep you a round or two away from them. But if you were going to – if we were going to have to – if we were serious about winning a title, we were going to have to beat a one seed at some point in time. Yeah. And, and And here it is. You know, now we're gonna we're gonna need to be the one seed to get to the Sweet Sixteen. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to the test. I really am yes. because I feel like I feel like we're going into this test um, with 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 the better team. You know what I mean? So so I'm I'm actually prepared. I'm I'm ready. So I'm sure you guys. I'm gonna shock both of you, but I'm actually picking us to win. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's that's man. Let me mark this down. Three. I, I am twenty three sixteen. I'm actually Mark picking, has picked the Terps to be the, a, good, a team, good team. To be the good team. Yeah. Not at home at that. Wow, man. That's why it's like 90 degrees today. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably ah! means that guarantee we'll lose by 50. Oh, but, um, he, he couldn't help himself, <laughs> folks. He could help himself to throw that in there. I mean, I, I feel like we have the better team. No, I, and, and I mean, I, everybody I feel, thinks I feel, that. I feel, I feel like we have the better team. I mean, and here's the thing. For the first time, now uh, this is going to be the time that like I said, that all these players, whether they want to admit it or not, are reading and listening to the same thing we are. Yep. And they're hearing that they don't have a chance to be Exactly. Kansas. And I feel like that's probably the first time that this Maryland team has heard that. You know, we, we keep hearing that, oh, you know, they got a chance. They could, you know, they, they should win, da 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 all year long. I, I don't think – I can't think of any time that we were almost double digits not expecting to win. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And excluding a conference game going to Michigan State or something of that yeah. sort. But I think this team is, is is this game is going to force a lot of these guys to be like oh, we got something to prove. I think there's going to, I think you're going to see five guys who got something to prove. It's starting with Suleiman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I say, man, like I say, at the end of the day, man, if you're not ready to play or amped to play this game, then you there's something wrong with you. So, I mean, you know, coach can coach, coach can motivate you. You can do whatever, man. If you guys are not ready to play, at the end of the day. That's just the bottom line, man. That's just truth is truth. So you just got to be ready to play. You can't it's, be coming out there playing slow. You can't be coming and wait to after halftime to, to kick it in gear. You got to be ready to play. It, it's going to be this. That's just the bottom it, there's line. There's a good chance that it's uh, 
a lot of these guys' last game. It's definitely Jake's last game. It's definitely Suleiman's last game or last shot, I should say. Whether yes. they win or you know if they lose, it'll be their last game. Yes. Diamond Stone's got a lot of work to, left to do. I mean, we we always the consensus is you know he's just going to be a lottery pick. Uh, he could go anywhere from thirteen to to three. Yes. You, you know what I mean? So it's <laughs> like, dude, you got yeah. there's a lot of money out there for him to be made in this tournament. Yeah. A lot of money for him to be yeah. made. On this tournament, and and Carter, this is a nice this nice place for you to introduce yourself to the world yeah. and and start working on your senior campaign. You, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. And Jake, this is your opportunity to show some teams what you can do. So there's a lot, and then you got Turgeon going against his um alma mater, who is yet to be. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. So there's a lot of people with a lot to prove here, and I, and I think that that's going to be the one common thread that draws them together and they build off of. And and I, I think we're going to see five guys, six guys, if you count the coaching staff, working together. With one common goal, yeah, and and that's what it's all about, man. And like I say, these these uh NCAA committee guys, they ain't crazy. They know that whole Turgeon slash Kansas, Kansas history, right. and they know all this stuff in states. And that's why I love uh this committee. Sometimes they'd be picking the wrong teams <laughs> right. to go in a tournament, but the matchups they'd be on point, man. They be, be storylines, yeah, exactly. And I think that's what brings the drama and the excitement, the enthusiasm. And like I say, the team, I don't know about, but the matchups, the NCA man, they're doing a great job with the matchups. All right, well, anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, I'm just looking for the Terps, man. I'm going to sit here and uh, cheer the Terps on, man. I'm not a big cheerleader, but I'm excited. Um, I haven't like, been this excited for exactly, a game in a while, man. Exactly, man. And this can turn everything around, man. Get this big win. It turns everything around, man, for the Maryland Terps and for the state of Maryland and for the they university. Can. It can. So, it could. It, it could be huge for this area. Exactly. This. 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 This could be a really, a really, really, really big uh, day for the guys. Anything you want to say? Anyway? <laughs> All right. Well, tomorrow, nine forty-five, the world, all Turp Nation, we will yes, be watching. Sir. And, and uh, let's just pray that, man. Next Tuesday, we're talking about more, uh, more basketball. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, you know, I'm looking for another show. Um, looking for more basketball, Maryland Turk. Like I said, without Maryland basketball, man, what are we going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, all right, everybody, enjoy tomorrow. Go Turks.